Hello, dear listener, it is I, the cosmic entity known throughout the cosmos, throughout space, time, and all of existence as Fred. And this is another journal entry episode thing. I should really just decide on what the hell I want to say in the beginning of that. You know, is this is this a journal entry or is this an episode? Is this, uh, uh, you know, dear diary of the mind of Fred? Well, I hope you're doing all right, dear listener. I'm doing pretty good. As always, I am on my way to work. So this was this uh, particular episode is going to be roughly the, the average, the average size, the average length of time—about 20 minutes, 20 plus minutes. Um. So, what's been going on in your world, dear listener? Probably the same things that's been going on in mine, or at least. Uh, on this part of the northern hemisphere here in the United States where Donald Trump, the king of the assholes, reigns. <laughs> so you've probably been paying it. I guess what's on my mind is uh, uh, what happened in Charlottesville. You've probably heard plenty of what the hell happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, I believe. And um, you know, it's pretty terrible. So... I don't know if you pay attention to the news or not, uh, but let me give you a quick, very quick rundown, at least from uh, from what I can remember or piece together or whatever. Uh, this last Friday, there was a, a protest, a, I guess you could say, uh, I guess it was a white supremacist protest. And then... The morning after, there was a counter-protest by, well, everyone that was against this whole white supremacy thing. And... Sorry about that, I had to change the music. Weezer was, uh... Was kind of getting in my head and... Couldn't help myself, but I had to sing! Uh, of course I didn't do that, but yeah, anyways. Back to Charlottesville. So there was a counter, a protest on Friday by white supremacists. Um, they were yelling out, Jews will not replace us, or maybe you will not replace us. I don't really know. I'm going to go more towards Jews will not replace us. And then the following morning, the, uh, on, on um, Saturday, there was a counter-protest. A protest against these white supremacists and what they were standing for, what they were complaining about. And uh, during this this counter-protest, another white supremacist rammed his freaking car, I think it said something like going 40 miles an hour, into the counter-protest crowd, injuring 19 people and killing one. Of course, this is absolutely terrible. Especially... It's, it's the year 2017, we are living in the age of information, where, as I've said many times before, every single one of us, at least in this country, 
I think that's a generalization. I, I, most of us, the vast majority of us, have a device in our pocket that we can use to educate ourselves and better ourselves as human beings. You want to learn about the history of civil, civil rights here in the United States? Look it up on your phone. You want to learn how to become a calmer, less anxious person? You can learn to meditate through your phone. <laughs> or go exercise or whatever. Uh, the, the point is, we, we have a technological Swiss army knife at our disposal and so many of us still forget that it's there forget how amazing it is how transformative it can be and here we are in the age of information in the year 2017 and we are still dealing with such extreme forms of racism it's it's almost ridiculous it, it is ridiculous racism is incredibly ridiculous but when I step back and I look at uh, at this brief moment in history I also hearken back to the days of the civil rights movements and slavery you know, segregation, desegregation, all of that in the grand scheme of things is still just a blip in our history. The United States is still a very young country. 1776 really wasn't that long ago. It's, it, it was long ago for you and me when we think about the human lifespan. Generally, it's between 70 to 90 years. And 1776, well, how long ago was that? It's 2017 now. So, so 1776 was 200 and I think like 51 years ago. And if you think about the human lifespan being 70 to 90 years, that's only about three or four generations that separates this time right now from 1776. Of course, that's if, you know, each succeeding generation was, uh, was replaced at 90 years old. <laughs> so maybe it's more like, I, I said, I said, what, three or four? Maybe it's closer to like six or seven. But even still, that's not that far away. And then desegregation even even closer still so racism when you think about it still being something that we have to deal with as a as a country you know as a civilization it's not really that surprising because the generations that were, I guess, the most racist, or, or at least among the most racist, at least the, the, the ending, the cutting, nearing the end point of, of transformation, or the beginning of transformation, was maybe a generation or two before us. 
So these people that we see in Charlottesville and anywhere else that you might encounter them, they are still existent reverberations from our history. It's likely that their parents or their grandparents lived throughout desegregation and perhaps during that time they too were incredibly racist they didn't want this to happen they didn't want black people and uh, women to have equal rights they didn't want any of that they wanted everything to stay just as it was as a patriarchy as some sort of white supremacist patriarchy they were comfortable then they liked that idea and these people are only a generation or two separated from us, and probably even still alive today as elders. And so these older people raise the generation, raise the generation that will raise this other generation. And that racism is still a part of our psyche. So I, I don't think enough time has passed for it to have been fully eliminated. I give it maybe two, maybe three more generations before oh, racist acts, even racist protests become such a rare event that when they do happen, they become quashed instantaneously because it's not even a protest anymore. It's just maybe like a co-worker comes out in the year freaking... 2150 and says you know I really don't like black people and then the other co-worker says hey that's pretty racist you ought to shut up and, and think about what you just said and that's the end of it <laughs> but the, these, these civil rights movements they're not that far separated from where we are now so when you think about that it's not really surprising that we are still dealing with it. On the bright side though, I I would like to believe I think we are at the end point of it. We are, what we see are is is a um, is an irrational movement, is an irrational philosophy that's in its death throes. It's trying hard to hold on to survive by coming up now and it's this makes me think of the uh, the confederate monuments that are being torn down and I know we've talked about it before on another, on another podcast this was I believe our third episode on spacious where we were talking about the uh, confederate monuments being torn down and how we felt about them. And honestly, I had I had mixed feelings and I still have mixed feelings because yes, to some groups of people, these Confederate monuments are monuments to hate, monuments to racism and a time when there was this part of the country that was completely against progressing forward as a united people that that's ultimate goal was freedom for all 
But at the same time, these monuments are a part of our history. I understand what they represent. The Confederacy. A lost cause. A portion of our history that is rooted in hate and separation. But at the same time, it does represent history. And I, I still kind of feel like maybe they shouldn't be destroyed. Like, I just saw a video yesterday of a Confederate monument being torn down by protesters. And so they made it, they had it drop head first, pretty much disfiguring the monument. And the funny part of this video, too, was that after it was torn down, the protesters started kicking and punching the monument, the statue. And I'm over here thinking, why? You know, what, what are you doing? You know, I, I, either these protesters were, they knew they were being filmed and they wanted to be seen, or they knew they were being filmed and they wanted to send a message that the, the Confederate mindset is not a mindset that we will tolerate here in this country, not anymore. I, uh, I can go along with that. I can go along with uh, the idea that that sort of mindset, and not necessarily even the Confederate mindset, but the racist, the white supremacist mindset is not something that we should tolerate, ever. Like, there are these memes, um, there are these memes I see on the internet of, like, you know, punch a Nazi. And even that, <laughs> I'm, I have mixed feelings for. I'm strange. Um, like, I understand when, uh, how, how people say, you know, if you harm these people, you're, you're giving them more of a reason to hate you. And I can see that. I totally can. But then sometimes I think that, you know, if, if talking to these people logically, rationally, about how wrong they are is not enough to make them see the error of their ways, then what, what else can you do? What else can you do? Because, you, you know, if, if you've tried everything and they're still spouting this hate, they're still doing, um, they're, they're still converting people that <clears throat> might be on the, on the fence of, this, of, of these subjects, you know, well, you know, they're, they're thinking in their heads, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a little racist, but I know it's wrong. I don't know if I want to go through with that. And then they have this other guy, this, this, this neo-Nazi, spouting these ridiculous ideas into their heads, saying, hey, come on, man, let's do this. Let's fight for the right. Well, it's, they're going to sway people over. Um, but if 
I, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, I really do, but like, if if physical violence can instill some kind of fear in these white supremacists that would make them just be quiet, keep their their philosophies, their irrational, evil philosophies to themselves, to the grave, then I'm for it. They want to instill fear in us, and if there is no other way to silence them but to instill fear in them, I don't know, I have, I, I really do have mixed feelings because I feel like there is always a better way and I may not know it. <laughs> well, dear listener, I am here at work. I am in the middle of parking. And honestly, I don't know how I feel about this particular episode. I feel like I was a bit too scatterbrained. Because there's there's just so much to go along with this. And this is one of those topics of conversation that I really would not mind having someone else to talk to about. Um, like, well, like Matt and Harlan. There's just so much to think about. (laughs) I wish what happened in Charlottesville did not... I want to say did not have to happen, but it really didn't need to happen. But it happened. I wish it hadn't. But here we are in the year 2017, still fighting these ridiculous notions of race. We are all one. And I I truly hope that we can move past this and that we will move past this because there's so much more that lies ahead for humanity, so much more that lies ahead for all civilizations, for all species that manage to reach a level of sentience that allows them to supersede their animalistic instincts and become a civilization as advanced as ours. I'd hate for our potential to be squandered amongst ourselves because we couldn't get over petty, egotistical, childish ideals that have no place in the future. One day, if we make it, we're going to move to the stars. We're going to begin colonizing other planets. We're going to leave the solar system, travel intergalactic space, and in those spaces, we are going to run into other intelligent beings, other species. If you think racism is bad now, and if we haven't found a way to to squash it in the future, imagine speciesism. 
imagine us being a spacefaring civilization and there's a group of and then there's still a, a group of our civilization a portion of our civilization that is then advanced enough to travel the stars and is still racist now they're specious too now we have representatives in the sky and in space threatening the livelihood the lives of other sentient species out there doing the same as we are exploring the stars I think by then it'll be gone I think by then this idea that these racist ideas will be just something that that civilization in the future will look at in their data pads in their internet that wow the 19th 20th and 21st century were really fucked up and I'm glad to be living in the 24th century that took a turn didn't it <laughs> okay listener I should really go um I don't know how I feel about this particular episode, but there it is. Um, sorry we didn't record an, a, a spacious episode this past Sunday. There were problems with our schedules. Um, Harlan recently got a job, uh, so he his availability has, uh, has uh, been a bit, what, restricted now? Uh, so we gotta, we got to plan our podcast a little bit differently now, uh, especially if we want to have uh, Harlan be a part of it and we absolutely do he is an absolute genius regardless of what he thinks of himself <laughs> um, so we're going to move that that podcast recording to this Sunday and uh, well we'll have an episode for you on Monday probably if not Monday the next day Tuesday so I hope you have an excellent day, dear listener. I hope this particular Mind of Fred episode wasn't too terrible. In <laughs> Lakek, Ala Akin, I am you, and you are me.